Welcome to Care Talk, America's home for incisive debate about healthcare business and policy. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO of CareCentrics. David, the baby formula shortage, what is causing it? Well, John, you know, it would have to be a pretty big topic for us to start talking about babies and baby formula, because at least for me, it's been a while since I've dealt with that. But it's been a long while since you've dealt with it. <laughs> it is, John. But seriously, you know, this is a major crisis that has implications for healthcare and social policy. And really, we need to talk about what is causing the baby formula shortage. And John, before we get to that, I want to ask you an even more basic question. Is there a baby formula shortage? Well, of uh, yes, there is. I think that's kind of obvious, David. You know, a year ago, uh, the the stockouts or the when you know, when you run out of baby formula in the stores were about you know two to eight percent per month. Uh, this month, it was at forty three percent with with st of stores that stock baby formula running out at times. And last month, it was thirty percent. So if that isn't the shortage, I don't know what is. Well, John, I think you actually do have to compare this with, for example, the the, the shortage of COVID tests. When those came out, you know, you're wait, talking wait. about. Are you arguing? Are you arguing that there is not a baby formula shortage? I'm saying I think there is a shortage. I think the answer is yes. However, uh, it's not as severe as what the shortage was of the COVID test, which instead of a 43 percent out of stock rate, were more like 90 or 95 percent. And then the other curious thing, John, is that um, there supposedly more baby formula shipped in April than there was in January, which is the month before the Abbott plant actually had a recall and closed down. And so it's it's possible that some of this just has to do with like where the stock is, whether people are actually hoarding it at home or not. So yeah, yeah there's a shortage, there's a problem, unclear exactly oh, how severe. Now you're going to admit to that there's a shortage. I mean, David, we've had supply chain problems throughout the pandemic. And some of the, the key components that c come from abroad and domestically were slowed down. We've had transportation shortages. Uh, we've had this, I mean, there's a fairly deep, fairly concentrated industry that makes baby formula. Abbott with the Sturgis plant that makes about half of its formula shut down by the FDA because of a fear of contamination. Um, You've got uh, Reckitt Benheiser, you've got, you know, but, but it's only like four or five players with two or three having 30 to 40% share. I mean, that's a, that's concentration. And, and then when you have added to a tight supply chain, the shutdown of a plant, um, I, I think we're, we have a problem that we really have to jump on and manage. And I don't think you may be far away from it, but all of us, anyone who's been a parent, recognizes that anything, any moment when your vulnerable infant is perceived to be under any threat or you're, it just it's, it creates terror. So I think that, the, that, that we ought to dig into this and tell people and share with people how the country is going to dig out of it because it's terrifying for these young families. Absolutely, John. And you mentioned, of course, the supply chain issues, which are across the economy. And there are some additional factors here, I think, as you're as you're alluding to. So with a concentrated industry, it means that, you know, if one, the biggest player has a shutdown of half of its capacity, uh, which they had in in Michigan, then that's going to take something like, you know, 20 percent uh, offline. And there there are reasons why it's hard to actually make that make the shift. Now, in addition to those general supply chain issues, which the formula issue, formula industry also faces, 
um, it's, it's, there's a lot of bureaucracy. So there's some tariffs, you know, that are on uh, importation of baby food. There's also uh, labeling issues that make it really hard to import. Uh, the former president actually put trade restrictions on Canada uh, in sort of getting rid of NAFTA that, that made it hard. So those are those things are happening. One thing that was interesting also um, was that the the federal government through the Women, Infant, and Children's Program is the main uh, buyer of formula, and the way it's administered uh, means that states tend. Well, that's because award- I mean, just to get, kind of give people context, you know, sixty five percent of the formula in a, in a, in America is is going to um, that low income food support program women that's called WIC or Women, Infants, and Children because the, the majority of babies are born in low-income families, and, that, that, and this provides kind of critical food support. John, we talk a lot about the, uh, you know, the older folks, Social Security, Medicare. That's where a lot of the funds go, and as a result, actually, we have a very high rate of child poverty in the U.S. So you know, 38, we're 38 out of 40 in the OECD uh, countries as it relates to child poverty. So when, these, when the states are now um, essentially buying formula for uh for these uh for these moms for these families they will award a monopoly in their state to a particular formula maker and they get big rebates big discounts as a result of that and then the moms use vouchers to purchase the selected brand usually that works out okay the states get a good deal the manufacturers are okay with it because then they get big shelf space uh in the state and that gets the you know the retail uh, customers there as well when you have a situation like this and you've got your voucher and it's good for one brand that's a problem well, I think I think that the um, the thing to remember is in the same way that uh, supply chains were thinned out because of rational economics on the private sector side, purchasing thinned out supply on the public sector side. And I think that post pandemic, we've got to really revisit whether the base economic model of having no extra supply or redundancy in the supply chain for critical areas like food and drugs makes any sense at all. And whether the, 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 the same could might make same challenge in a different form, relying on a very small number of providers is the right solution for uh, government. I mean, we have to kind of have, I think a different view of uh, not just the supply chain, but the supply in the supply chain, if we're going to solve this, but, but as of right now, David, let's, what are, what's your critical list of what we should be doing right now to solve this really this problem, which is which is scaring people? It is a problem, John. I, I'll, I will give you my answer, but I, I think that one of the challenges here also is that uh, the country's become so politicized that people are using this very uh, emotional and serious issue to uh, double down on whatever their main point is. So you'll see some that say, "Hey, we shouldn't have FDA regulations. Look what the bureaucrats are doing," or "Hey, we shouldn't give." Uh, you know, so much of the, you know, poor people shouldn't be getting stuff for free or that so-called, you know, illegals at the border are, are taking all of the, all, all of the, I mean, uh, that that's gotta be the dumbest thing we've heard that somehow we're going to let babies starve. I mean, it's, 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 they're, 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 they're forget about the citizenship status of those children. They're children and it's, and then infants completely vulnerable. I mean, it was, that's the most insane things that's coming out of, yeah. Uh, Texas Governor Abbott and, and Fox News. But there are some very specific things. Yeah. There's that walloping 16.75% uh, uh, tariff that uh, that President Trump whacked on a lot of uh, infant formulas that were coming abroad. Uh, there are the 
the excessive labeling requirements that the FDA has for formula that's effectively the same chemi uh, uh, chemical uh, compounds coming from Europe. Um, you've got, uh, I, I think, a, 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 at least an argument that um, that the FDA's requirements around reopening that Sturgis plant, where a lot of the supply could be, um, need to be accelerated. And I think that's what uh, Senator Romney was poking at. Uh, but what's right. interesting is it is a we're not going to solve an economic. We need to solve the economic structure of redundant and, su and supply around critical food and medicine. But right now, and it's not a Democratic or a Republican policy. It's really how do we make government react faster and more effectively uh, in in a, in, a, in a moment of crisis? Because we know that it's not like uh, these infants are exclusively eating formula. Right. So you can't just ration it. They will be they, that runs the risk of permanent physical and mental damage. You yeah. can't dilute it. Um, you could switch brands, I guess. That would be possible if you can find it. And it's very hard, if not impossible, for most of these infants to move to solids. And only twenty five percent of moms breastfeed. So, David, I think this is this is a, this is a moment when government's got to react and got to, government government's got to react fast. So there are, you know, in addition to what what you uh, indicated, uh, there is a possibility for some of the, you know, older babies to move to you know, whole milk is also a possibility. But if you think about what's happening, uh, can happen faster and is starting to happen, is to be able to do some importation because the products that are on the market uh, in Europe, in particular, uh, are are you know they have the same level of standards. Uh, in They're terms effectively of the, identical. Yeah. They're effectively terms, identical. Yeah. So, so I think that is the case uh, here as well. So that, and I think you're right about probably reopening that Sturgis plant too, although, you know, we're not the experts on the, what the contamination is like, and maybe they found other reasons to keep it closed. I do want to mention uh, that one thing that I hope does not happen as a result of this crisis is that the FDA, you know, is forced to, to relax its, its policies. And I want to bring up a couple of things. I know that, you know, as of a couple of years ago, I knew people who were going to visit family in China and they would pack up tons of baby formula and bring it over there because you know, people didn't, didn't trust uh, the government's you know, oversight of the formula market in China, didn't trust the individual manufacturers, you know, and, and who could fault them. And so it's good that we have these, these standards. And even this goes way back, John, um, if you go to uh, Boston Children's Hospital, you'll see these pictures from the olden days and they show cows actually in front of the hospital. And everybody thinks, well, was this must've been so like, you know, such a rural area had cows. No, what happened actually, there was adulterated milk uh, in Boston and other places and uh, children's had its own cows so they could ensure that the, that the supply was pure. So, you know, we talk about like the Pure Food and Drug Act that established the the FDA. I, we don't I actually love, want to I'm lose. enjoying this, 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 this travel down memory lane, but yeah. what else can we do now? So there's, you know, they, one thing is to say, well, there are other manufacturers. Why don't they ramp up? Now, one of the things about this industry is that it's one that doesn't have a lot of seasonal demand, right? The babies have the same amount pretty much every day. It's not like uh, there's a Christmas season or something where you're, you're making a lot of, of one item. It's not a seasonal item. And so they don't tend to keep that much spare capacity. Now, a couple of the other manufacturers have actually ramped up uh, their, you know, they're going seven days a week, uh, 24 hours a day. So that is happening as well. And another thing that's happening is you're taking some of the uh, the market for like insure and actually creating liquid formula for babies because hmm. that, that's one thing that you can transition pretty quickly. You can air freight the product from Ireland 
Uh, insure, and, and, and I mean, not not everybody is in the same demographic as you are, David. No. Insure is a protein supplement for people who are older, and, older and, and or so, who or who or who get most of their uh, energy from drugs. Whether listen, so you illicit. can reformulate it for um, yeah, uh, because that, it already. But, that, but, I, but I, it, yeah, but I think that all of that uh, this needs to be a kind of. Uh, all of the agenda items options. I mean, we That's should right. be moving on this very quickly. And I think, you know, one of the things that I, I, I don't think that President Biden gets credit for, but has actually done a pretty good good job with both getting the country vaccinated, getting tests in, um, getting uh, PPE and, and supply chain sorted out with regard to the pandemic. Sure, the, the pandemic's not finished with us, but we are prepared, better prepared than ever, the Paxlovid drugs. And now he's shown that we can actually turn up the supply chain and be maybe even turn the war in the Ukraine. Uh, let, let's hope we see the same kind of leadership, creativity and focus on this, 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 this terrifying shortage. And I, yeah, I hear you that, that, that there is, there's, that you can still find it. Um, and I, and, and it's, I think good news that retailers like Target, CVS and Walgreens are limiting, um, 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 li- limiting purchases to, I think three purchases, Per three items per 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 visit, uh, and I, because I think that the one of the un, unfortunate systematic behavioral things is whenever there's a a fear of a, a crisis, there's hoarding, um, and there's obviously people price gouging. But this this is a moment um, where I think the federal government can shine and lead uh, if they choose to. But it's going to require some some I I you know I I think it is going to require uh, pushing the bureaucracy because the the FDA. Um, did, outside of vaccines, has has not historically set indoor speed records, right? Uh, at a kind of approving things. That that's for sure, John. And I think that this um, increasing the flexibility on the WIC program so that the vouchers can be used for multiple brands, I think is uh, is an important thing. That's hard to do. The bureaucracy is not set up to move that fast. But that's that's something where you want to take as an emergency measure. And then I would say then longer term, you know, we need to look at things like avoiding single sourcing and keeping buffers and basically paying more uh, for resiliency. Now, that's not something that's going to help anybody tomorrow, but it, it is something to consider longer term. And I really doubt that this will have and any it's impact. It's true across all of healthcare. It's not just true of, of, of uh, formula. John, there's a, right now there's a tremendous shortage of uh, contrast dye, contrast agent that's used for uh, CAT scans for GE equipment. And there's a single factory in Shanghai uh, that is where GE makes all this product. And it means that oncologists are being told uh, that, you know, they have to basically limit the scans. It's affecting people uh, who have cancer right now. So we should learn something, uh, you know, from the pandemic and not uh, put all of our eggs in, in one basket, so to speak. But I also encourage people not to play politics with this. You know, it's not uh, it's not because of illegal aliens that the, there's a formula crisis. It doesn't make sense to take money from the Ukraine aid uh, to provide it for uh, for formula. You know, let's let's be uh, let's be humane uh, about what we're doing here. Well, good we job. Got the tools to, to, we got the tools to solve this problem. Let's just let's get let's get to it. I agree, John. Well, that's it for yet another edition of Cure Talk. We've been talking about the baby formula shortage and what's causing it, what can be done about it. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO of Care Centrics. If you like what you heard and you didn't, please subscribe on your favorite service.